Okay, let's get going. Random Inks Productions presents the Credible Nerds Podcast with your hosts, Justin and Mark. What's up, my nerds? The Credible Nerds Podcast. We're back again. Yeah. My name is Justin. I got Blake and Nathan with me this time. Hey, everybody. What's up? And we're here talking Mandalorian Season 2. And uh, last time we talked about um, the Jedi Ahsoka Tano and how Mando had to meet up with her and figure out where to go because he thought that he needed to take Grogu, and we learned Grogu's name last time in the last episode, that he needed to take Grogu to this Jedi, Ahsoka. And she's like, nope, I'm not the one who's going to train him. Go here now. Yeah. <laughs> so he he left. I forget the planet. Um, I want it to Tython. That's what mm-hmm. Tython 4 or just Tython. I can't remember. But uh, he's got to take Baby Yoda to a seeing stone, place him on the seeing stone, and then the force will help him communicate to another Jedi that can help him. It can train him. So if yeah. he reaches out. Yeah, if he reaches out. And if the other guy's listening. Yeah. Or girl. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, another step in the adventure. Oh, now you got to go here. Get in your ship and fly to this other planet. Part of me wants to know, like, how close are these planets? Because I don't, I don't think he's jumping into hyperspace each time. I think yeah. he just flies to the next. How long does that take, right? Is that a couple of days? Is it a week? Uh, there's the whole thing with the Millennium Falcon in Empire Strikes Back. When they left Hoth to go to Dagobah, how long of a journey was that? Because that correlates to how long Luke was on Dagobah training. You know, those questions are never answered, and I don't think they are going to be here either. <laughs> like, how long does this journey take? How much time's passed? And I certainly don't think we're going to figure it out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Python, he they they show up. They come in the atmosphere and they find the seeing stone. And it was just this hill, like on top of the hill. There's this round stone, Stonehenge kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. They put Baby Yoda on there, and we see like we actually see the Force because he's reaching out through the Force, right? Yeah, like this blue. Yeah. So outside of like Force ghosts, we see um, the Force. It was like a energy beam that shot up into, yeah. up into space and that Hit, was first hit, time hitting satellites yeah yeah <laughs> so what do you guys think of the seeing stone like the concept the execution how does it relate does it seem star warsy or does it seem too sci-fi or i don't know what do you guys think blake um i mean it, it looked cool they, the way they set it up it looked cool and everything I, it wasn't something that we've seen or, or been introduced to in the past so a little bit different and uh I don't know. Seems like, uh, yeah, it was, um, it, it seems like maybe there's some easier ways to get a hold of other Jedi's yeah. in the, in the universe, but, <laughs> but, uh, it was cool looking and, and it was set up, it was set up. All right. Okay. Yeah. Like, like I said, it, it, first thing I saw, I was like, Oh, some sort of stonehenge ancient thing. And what I like, and I do like it when there's these ancient Jedi relic, sites and or Mm -hmm. objects that seem to be from a different time a different era from maybe perhaps when the when the force was new and or um and it was in in the star wars universe as a whole 
and uh, and and these not modern type of buildings or sites. So it kind of to me calls back to maybe a time when the Jedi were more of a like a religious mm. kind of a group and certainly more unique and isolated. Um, because like, why this planet? And it doesn't look like there's anything there that would suggest it was populated. It's right. just this kind of like a temple on this planet. Um, doesn't look like there was anything showed them anyone living there, even if it was hundreds or thousands of years ago, but yet this site, you know, uh, remained. So I thought it was like a callback to that, just like we see in the uh, most recent series where Luke's on the island where the force was originated and mm-hmm. he kind of had these relics, you know, signs and different things yeah, in the ground. The first Jedi temple. Yeah. yeah. I like that kind of stuff. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. It was cool to see. Had some writing around the rock. So, you know, what's that about? Uh, and it's a it's a good point that Blake brings up. It's like why don't they have access to communication? Uh, you know the the Republic they won the war or the the rebellion they won the war. Yeah. So why is Luke not available? Why don't they could just figure out do a search in the database and <laughs> yeah. oh he's on this planet. Let's go over there. General Luke, where are you? Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Um, so that was seemed like a little too many steps, too much vagueness. Um, I don't know, maybe Mando didn't want to contact the Rebellion because he's got problems. You know, every time he runs into those X-Wings, he tries to uh, lie about who he is and hide. Yeah. So, so maybe that's part of it. Yeah. So, okay. Um, but I like Tython. It was a little earthy in the sense that it's Southern California. All right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, we've seen that location used in many movies, even TV shows. Yeah. I mean, I I used to watch um, Roswell back in the day, <laughs> early two thousands, and they were always going out to that place and filming stuff. So I was like, uh, yeah, I uh, think Mash four hundred seven seven was filmed around the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately, it's like, oh yeah, we've been there before. We know where that is. Yeah. We've seen that before. Instead of a, but I liked that they did go on location instead of using the the soundstage that they yeah. always use. Yeah, it's good to mix it up. So there's some positive things about it. Uh, so while he's Grogu's on the seeing stone, he, they can't like uh, Mandalorian can't grab him. Like yeah. he's untouchable at that point. Yeah, so a, yeah. A ship arrives and he's like, "We gotta get out of here." Yeah. So that was the next thing that I well, the best thing about this episode for me. He looks up, you see the slave one flying through the atmosphere. Yeah, just coming in. They they see him and they land. And for me, that was like one of the highlights of the whole season. Just mm-hmm. seeing that, yeah, that scene, that was so amazing. What did you guys think about Slave One when it showed up? Did you know who it was? I mean, I knew who I thought it was, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean the the uh, uh, the Easter eggs in the previous episodes suggested that we what we hoped is that we would see Boba Fett show up. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't I don't know why people for who grew up watching the original trilogy all of a sudden seemed like they really liked. Boba Fett, but he seemed to have a resurgence of popularity as time went on, and everyone just really was hoping he was still alive, even though we all hated him when we were kids because yeah. what he did. But yeah, uh, but the guy that captured Han Solo, yeah, yeah. but but we liked him. We, we, liked, we I mean, wanted he had to see a him. Jetpack, he was cool. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, he was cool. Yeah, so that was awesome to see that. And then 
we knew it was Boba, but we didn't know how he was going to present. Like, he's going to come in firing guns or why he was there. I guess we kind of knew he wants his armor. Yeah. But uh, Mandalorian doesn't know, so we're not entirely sure. But, yeah, he shows up. He wants his armor back. And um, I don't know. Was that a good enough plot device to get him to team up or meet up with with Mandalorian? I didn't think so till I saw it on him. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I mean that that arm. I mean that armor is is a pretty big deal. I mean, you know, it, it, it previously in the series, you know, when Mandalorian came across it, it was a big deal for him to get it back and. And so I, I guess that played out okay for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty quick to, to hand it over, I think. But, you know, um, after all Mandalorian did to kind of recover <laughs> yeah. it. He's like, yeah, you know, it makes sense. It was your dad's. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I liked it. It was cool. I'm like, I although I did, th- when he showed up and said, I'm here for my armor, I'm like, uh, you can take it, but I don't know how you're going to fit into it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You guys have been to comic cons and stuff where they have the the older guys yeah. wearing the Mandalorian armor, the stormtrooper armor, and they're a little heavy. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little tight. Yeah, it, it did look like that. Um, it did. And I pictured him walking into the ship because I mean, he, obviously he fights the stormtroopers. He sees his opportunity, he goes in, and I just imagine him trying to put put it on and yeah. just going like, ah, <laughs> trying to squeeze into it like. <laughs> Like yeah, slamming into the side in. of the ship and suck trying to in. suck his gut while he puts it on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and then when he and when we do when the big reveal comes out, it's just like this little piece right here. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you must have really wanted that armor. Yeah. I could relate to him. Like, <laughs> yeah, I have a Jedi too. costume that I used to wear. Yeah. And I tried to put it on for the last Star Wars celebration, and it didn't fit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I got to loosen it up a bit. Yeah. Well, I, so I yeah. can relate. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. And it was 20 years ago. I mean, let's see, for our universe, for Star Wars universe, let's see, it was three years between episodes two and three, and then 18 years between three and four, so that's 21, and then six, seven years after that, maybe 10 years after that, so it's been over 30 years in universe. So. Oh, all oh, the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that was fine. Obviously, yeah. he's older. I don't yeah. expect him to be right. Look the same, and obviously, so, he spent all this time inside the belly of a <laughs> yeah, the sarlacc, of the sarlacc <laughs> in the sarlacc pit. But you know, yeah, yeah so it is noticeable, but I didn't hold it against him. I guess no, <laughs> no. So because we went from Cobb Vanth, where it was like just hanging yeah. on, it was like super loose, and yeah, and then he shows up and it's barely fitting. So it's kind of funny to compare that. Uh, he also brings along Fennec Shand with him, this mm-hmm. bounty hunter that we are introduced to in season one. I think it was episode six, five or six or something like that. It's on Tatooine. And she, we thought she gets killed by the, the wannabe Han Solo. And, um, but apparently she wasn't because she lifted up her, sh- her shirt at some point. And you see like all these uh, cybernetics, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So she's been... Healed, and I think in a future episode, or maybe it was Book of Boba Fett, we see how that, that played out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. What do you think? Fennec Shan's hanging out with Boba Fett now. What do you guys think about that? Her, the introduction to her and her appearance here. Yeah, getting the group together. That's what it felt like. You know, they're mm-hmm. kind of starting to pull together a, you know, a batch here, and and uh, 
and then of course later we see we see it come together a couple more times but um i liked her you know in in the earlier episodes so it was fun to see her come back and and uh yeah cool to see those two together okay yeah i liked it and obviously he's been you know he must have been trying to figure out who had his armor and mm-hmm. was on that on that track and then you know he needed a, a someone who would help him cuz you know and so he when he rescues her obviously he rescued her in some capacity we find out later how but um and see that then that that was cool to see i, I like to see her she seems like a, a real cool dynamic character um but some things i really liked about this episode were of course the the fighting scene you know it was awesome seeing him out yeah. take that bantha staff and just crushing skulls and and yeah. uh, smashing helmets and armor flying everywhere uh, it was great she seemed like a pretty good shot with that mm-hmm. sniper rifle jumping oh, yeah. off rocks and spinning around and yeah. you know and the old cliche you know she's standing on the top of a mountain she's got the high ground right and yeah. she's popping off stormtroopers left and right and they can't seem to get anywhere and they got mortars that was a pretty cool new thing to see mm-hmm. at least i hadn't seen that and then you know they pick, pick up the repeater rifle and start blasting away and she pushes the rock that was pretty mm-hmm. cool to see it roll down yeah and smash <laughs> those guys i know right yeah that was that was a cool visual but i did feel like a little bit like oh she didn't miss i mean it seems like every scene where they showed her pull the trigger it hit a stormtrooper and and the and you've got 10 or 12 stormtroopers blasting away surrounding her surrounding her yeah. and she's just like i'm like again that trope of like I you would hope that they would sometimes feel they, they, showing her take them out so easily. I don't know if it's a nod to how good she is or how bad they're supposed to be, but I, I would like it to be a little more in the middle because if you make them look too good, too overpowered, then it's just kind of like there's no threat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We we talked about that you know a couple times ago. I think too yeah. where there's got to be just you know if 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 it's so easy then it just becomes kind of monotonous like all right another 20 stormtroopers all right get through them you know and um i did like uh i think i saw the first smart stormtrooper ever he's like let's get out of here at the end (laughs) of the at the end of the fight it didn't work out well but yeah at least he had the good idea and they were more aggressive the one guy's like Mm -hmm. you know we're you know i can't remember what the complaint he made but the 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 captain is like well flanker you idiot (laughs) and then he gets shot so but they were very aggressive but yeah they didn't but i i love that battle scene it it was really cool to see boba fett just take him on and and everything um that he did and uh eventually don the armor some things i didn't really appreciate or had a problem with was in in that same scene you know they at the end they're not hitting anything right they're they're not the stormtroopers aren't hitting anything and then they team up together and they're like mandalorians like standing there now and they're pinging off his yeah. armor left and right all of a ping, sudden ping. all of a sudden they're they can't they're, miss yeah they're sharpshooters yeah and they're hitting him and they're the laser fires blaster fires bouncing off his armor and she's hiding ducking behind him and i'm like come on this yeah is which like, is it they can't hit anything or they can yeah hit everything yeah and he's just like getting knocked back and yeah. forth and i'm like and earlier in, in 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 the same show they're like she's surrounded by them and 
they were just running right up to her with the gun yeah. in their hand and not even like shooting. Yeah. They're just running at her and she's just pew, pew. And yeah. it's just kind of like, yeah. come on, let's have some consistency here. Right. Yeah, that, that kind of was like, this is silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And again, what good is Stormtrooper armor? Yeah. <laughs> One shot, they're down. Yeah. it was That stuff was busting like cheap plastic yeah. from a McDonald's Happy Meal. Yeah. <laughs> so Boba Fett, uh, we find out later how he's so good with the gaffy stick. Uh, but he's pretty proficient. He gets the armor on, and then he's even more deadly with his, his knee rockets, his... Uh, wrist fire the the flamethrower on his wrist and yeah so all these things when you have the toy as a kid you're like oh he's got this and you're playing with it right and he's killing all these people and then we actually see it live action here in this sequence so very cool tied in really well then he's got the rockets the knee rockets yeah and the yeah. backpack rocket backpack the missile rocket. i guess got to see that fire yeah mm-hmm. so he was able to showcase all his weaponry which was pretty awesome yeah. yeah, it was neat to see all that stuff that we thought that the suit had an advantage. And it was cool to see how Mandal, you know, different suits have different abilities and right. different weapons. And, you know, none of them are the same, you know, mm-hmm. and that was really cool. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Mando has the whistling birds. Yeah. Boba has the knee rockets. Yeah. So, yeah. What did you think of, like, okay, so they're, he goes down off the hill. He can't get... Grogu off the rock because the big force field thing's knocking him back, and and Boba Fett's like, "Hey, give me my armor," and he's like, "You will have to fight over it." And he's like, and uh, he's like, "Well, I've got the sharpshooter aimed at your at your little friend up there," and he's like, "Whoa!" And I'm like, "Okay, didn't you just try to rescue him off that rock? <laughs> yeah, shouldn't you be like, no, that that blaster is it's probably not gonna work. Not gonna work? Yeah. So why is he?" Why is he like, oh, okay, I guess you got me in a mm-hmm. tough spot. That, mm-hmm. that part I like. Yeah, it could have been he just didn't know how a laser bolt would work. Yeah. I. I but yeah, it's like. Yeah. I would have. I would have. Um, Couldn't, may not risk it just in yeah. case, but I would have thought like, go ahead, shoot away. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. And I did think it was interesting how the, he takes out the backpack. Yeah. Yeah. And then when it when the stormtroopers show up, he runs up the hill. Runs up, like, runs, runs up, down, runs he doesn't down, just grab up, his. Yeah. 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 It's like, dude, just put it on. <laughs> I had the same thought. Like, it's not like he put it like three miles. Yeah. I mean, he just set it down right there. Yeah. They all show up. Yeah, and he's like running up. He's running. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had that same. Well, and, and when he did, I thought, why is he taking that off? I haven't seen him take. And, it, you know, it's one of those telegraphed moments where yeah. it's like, hey, audience, I'm taking yeah. off my... Uh, jetpack yeah here, just <laughs> so whole, you know yeah uh, yeah the whole thing wouldn't have worked unless he had it off because everyone would have been saying just fly up there and grab them before the dark troopers show up but they had to like figure out okay yeah. how do we fix this problem oh well a little too obvious yeah it was a little too obvious but i mean i would rather have had him just been like maybe he gets shot yeah in the back and it malfunctions or something like that mm-hmm. then uh and then you're like, okay, that's a lot more believable because I swear he ran by it three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's better ways he, it could have happened. So yeah. So it sounds like Moff Gideon he shows up in this uh, Star Destroyer, and it sounds like he sent the stormtroopers down to recover Grogu. Yeah. And then they ran into these three guys, these bounty hunters, and they fail. And so then he sends the dark troopers, and we had got a glimpse of them in a previous episode. But I hadn't really seen them until now. Yeah. 
So all of a sudden they just show up and they're flying around uh, from the ship to the surface and back up again. Oh, what'd you guys think of this introduction? Pretty much for live action, new new stormtrooper basically. What'd you guys think? I mean, it it was it was pretty cool, but I, I would have liked to have seen like they just kind of came down, grabbed Grogu, went right back up. I yeah. would like to have seen them, uh, mm-hmm. you know, do show off a little bit more, I guess. But but it was pretty cool. Anytime, anytime you take something and put it in black, it looks yeah, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Porsche stormtroopers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty cool. I I agree. I would. I thought they're gonna get up there and even if it was like him takes a p- couple pop shots at him mm-hmm. and it, you know have it just bounce off and then they fly away or something like that and he's just like you know re- comes to the realization that this is a whole new yeah threat that he's never dealt with before and we'll have to deal with yeah that way we see how deadly they are how yeah. strong they are or whatever the case may be instead of just oh they fly yeah mm-hmm. so yeah and then you could have solved the <clears throat> The backpack issue because he flies up there and he has to fight a couple of them, but the rest of them take off. Yeah, maybe they grab him and rip the backpack off of him or yeah. something like that. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, pretty cool to see those guys. They they kidnap Grogu, head up to the ship, and then Moff Gideon takes off light speed from. Was it in atmosphere? Do you think, or just right outside? But. They didn't like fly off into space and then do the hyperspace. It was right from the planet, basically. Yeah, he just kind of takes off right there. You see Slave One, which I know we actually don't call it. It has a new name or something like that, right? But yeah, he's flying right at it. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you just take it, see it take off, you know, in the background. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing I did, though, it was a little tough to watch was the old Razor Crest getting blasted. Yeah, yeah, that so was right. Finally, the Razor Crest is done. <laughs> After so many breaks and fixes yeah. and breaks and fixes, it's, it's done. Yeah, put that thing to rest already. Yeah, which is was sad because I really yeah, like that cool ship. Well, yeah, and he just put so much money into it. You yeah. know, it's like <laughs> yeah, like when you fix your. We were talking the other day when you fix your heater and then the oh, transmission yeah. goes out <laughs> a week later. Yeah, yeah. I but, just fixed this yeah. thing. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've put new tires on my car and then. Crashed my car, totaled my car. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I just spent 1200 bucks on tires and I can't use them. <laughs> yeah, you don't get that money back. No. Nope. Yeah. Nope. yeah. How frustrating. It happens, happened a couple of times. Oh, geez. I guess I got to fix my driving seals. But yeah, similar <laughs> thing. Just drive on bald tires. Yeah. And have that cause the wreck. And then you're like, well, yeah. at least they sell 1200 bucks on tires. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, a lot of cool things in this episode, like we were talking about before we started. Not a lot of dialogue, not a lot of go here, go there, do this. It's just straight up. They arrive at the planets. There's some conflict, confrontation, battles. The Grogu leaves the planet. So yeah. pretty simple episode. But a lot of cool stuff. Um, we see Boba in action really for the first time ever. Yeah, to I mean, that level. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course, from the original trilogy – we got the impression that he was this really tough guy. And when we finally see him in Return of the Jedi in action, he kind of came off a little bit of a bumbling, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, you know, uncoordinated. He just kind of gets, and you know, and ends up in the Sarlacc pit, you know, just kind of falling in, mm-hmm. just whacked in the back and the rocket and yeah. shoves him in there. So we finally get to see the, you know, what we would have 
you know, what the reputation you would have hoped yeah. would have, you know, uh, garnered. But yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I think they really, that's what they wanted to show us. Yeah. Like, okay, here's Boba Fett. Here's why he's awesome. This is why he's feared and respected and all that stuff. So, yeah. And that was overdue, in my opinion. I think we needed to see that. Absolutely. So. Yeah. I, all in all, I loved the episode. It was a great episode. Yeah. But, right. yeah. yeah. So, Blake, uh, you, you mentioned that there's been some deals in this episode. <laughs> Which ones did you notice? There were, yeah, there were, uh, I think two deals talked about when uh, when Fennec showed up, and uh, she, you know she mentioned that she owed what she owed the Mandalorian. Did he did he s- kind of save her? He saved her originally, and then and then she was shot, right? Yeah. So there was that, and then there was the armor, and you know that a deal there. Yeah. And then I guess later we haven't talked about it, but when. Uh, uh, when he meets back up with Kara, you oh, know, yeah, deal yeah. number three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Child. That's right. But of course, you know, so they make the deal, you know, which I didn't, I didn't really understand, but to a certain degree, okay, maybe he's like, listen, I don't want to fight you for my armor. It's my armor. Give it to me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, we, I can prove to you that it belongs to me. And uh, creed or no creed, but that's mm-hmm. when the stormtroopers pull up. But he's just like, I'll make a deal. I'll, I'll help protect Grogu if you give me the armor. Mm-hmm. So at the end, they kidnap Grogu, and and he's, but he's got his armor. Yeah. So I was kind of like, and he's like, well, you fulfilled your end of the bargain, and <laughs> yeah. he's like, no, we'll help you get him back. I was kind of like, why? Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. your armor. Yeah, you got what you wanted. You got what you wanted. Just head out. That yeah. doesn't. He wasn't going to give you the armor. Yeah. He <laughs> was to go take it. Yeah. You never, exactly. And uh, you almost lost it if you hadn't gotten it. It had been blown up in that, yeah. when the Razor Crest. So I was kind of like, he never agreed to give you the armor in the first place. <laughs> yeah. He just basically got it by <laughs> default, it. took yeah. it. So you don't owe him nothing, but, <laughs> but okay, whatever. Yeah. yeah. He, you know, he's man of his, I guess he's just kind of like, Obviously, there's a setup there right. and had yeah. to be there, which I could I could appreciate. But I, I also did like at the end there, you mentioned Cara Dune when he shows up because in the previous episode, she got thrown that badge and mm-hmm. they just left it sitting on the table. Yeah. And then he shows up and he's she, obviously she took that on as now in an official capacity. So I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Good tie in there. Um, as far as the the armor he pulls out oh this is my armor i'll prove it to you and he pushes the button and the holographic image shows up showing the chain code yep mm-hmm. and this is the first time we actually see it well we heard about it in the previous episodes you know uh the chain code kind of directs you to the person it's like a id card i guess yeah i gather are we thinking like DNA kind of a thing? Yeah. Is that what that's supposed to be? Yeah, well, I don't think it's really been defined yet. Mm. But this is the first time we actually see like the proof and how they use it, I guess. Yeah. Um, and after this, the Bad Batch uh, animated series uh, showed up, and they really started talking. They talk about the the beginnings of the chain code. When the Empire first came into power, they had all the citizens had to register with the empire and get a chain code mm-hmm. like their id card mm. and so there was some resistance to that like, social security number yeah pretty much <laughs> so it's an identification thing and so you couldn't travel between planets without a chain code you know you to do business with the empire you had to have a chain code so that's 
it started right after the empire took over and started um, consolidating power. Gotcha. And here we are, however many years later, they're still using it and still part of the universe. So it's been a recent introduction, and I, I kind of like it. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good layer of story that's not that big of a deal, but it's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to delve too much into it, but obviously the Empire's always kind of had this kind of tie into like the neo-Nazi type of, you know, in Germany and that that era and mm-hmm. kind of uh, mimicked that in a certain degree. And we're, we're seeing it fairly somewhat heavily in the Andor series currently right now. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 so that's kind of ties into that, which, uh, you know, I, I see it. It's interesting. Yeah. Well, with, um, um, what was I going to say? Shoot. Oh, with Moff Gideon showing up and Boba flying up in his ship to like try and get him, get Grogu back. He, he, this is when he realizes the empire still around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. He kind of says that he's like, not only is it the empire, but like they're back. Yeah. It, this is a big deal. Yeah. yeah. So obviously he's been in the Sarlacc pit, but not the whole time. Yeah. Right? So I don't know. I guess he didn't hear about it <laughs> on Tatooine, which I guess is reasonable. It's pretty far out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of also shows us how the empire isn't as strong as it was. It's not everywhere like it used to be, but it's still there and i hope they define that like what is the status of the empire yeah in the current show so even though the you know it's this is supposed to take place take place five years after return of the jedi right so Mm -hmm. i mean obviously the empire has been demolished for the most part and it's and but as was seems like we suggest and we even touched on either discussions it's the outer rim area Mm -hmm. that they're struggling with and keeping uh, tabs on on what's happening and that seems to be where the empire is kind of like it's kind of a role reversal mm-hmm. you know the the resistance the rebels the mm-hmm. all the different factions um they all kind of originated in the outer rim and now it's kind of reversed and now the you know the republic is running things and the empire the what the remnants of it they have all seem to have escaped out and they're trying to rebuild yeah. It seems like, because yeah. for there to be, I mean, for them to have that big of a ship, and you know, when they meet, um, when they go to the planet where he meets um, uh, the other Mandalorians, I, have, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name. Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. I mean, they're running pack, they're running shipments off that planet. So obviously, there's, it's more than just him run, walking in a ship. There's. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something behind him too, something yeah, bigger. There's still some organization there. Yeah. Communication between the different places. Yeah, and I wonder how big the Empire still is because we haven't really seen a show of force. It's just a ship here, a ship there. Yeah. Base here. Yeah. So, But we see something in the next episode, which we'll talk about next week, that kind of talks about that too. Yeah. Yep. So overall, good episode. I liked it. Like you said, uh, a lot of action. I would give it like a probably a nine. It's one of the better episodes yeah, in, in this series. So, yeah. Um, any final thoughts on on well, this what episode? what did you think? So at the very end, Moth Gideon he gets uh, Grogu, and and then there's that scene oh, where yeah. they're in that yeah. you know in that holding cell, and and Grogu's just beating up on those two stormtroopers, and 
and he kind of lets him go. And, and I was just saying, what was your thoughts on kind of the significance of that? Because I know they've talked about Grogu and, and the fear and the anger inside of him. And, mm-hmm. and then there was that scene. Yeah, I could, you know, were they trying to set something up there on, you know, what we see from Grogu going forward and, and his path and struggle or. I think we do. I think it is kind of a foreshadowing of his struggles. Uh, Cause he, he did try to force choke Cara Dune at some point mm-hmm. when they were like arm wrestling or something. He tried that, so, you know, so he's got this mean side to him, this dark side to him that's, you know, he's been through some trauma when he was in the Jedi Temple. He saw, you know, the stormtroopers attacking the Jedi and killing his friends and all that. Yeah. And then he went dark, whatever that means. So I think, yeah, I think we'll see some struggle between for him between light side and dark side. What what's he going to choose? Yeah, yeah. I I liked it. I for me, I didn't. I just looked at him and you know, Moth Gideon being who he's he is and the position he has. To see Grogu demonstrate the strength and power, he's, you know, he likes that. Mm-hmm. He and to and he likes to witness the the raw power. It that's kind of something that just appeals to him, and he's just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. bounce those guys off the walls. Let me see it. Yeah. And then of course he also seems to know. He seems to have known somehow that by doing so, it tires him out. Because he's yeah. just kind of like, yeah, you're tired now, aren't you? Like, yeah. like he knew that that would be the, what would happen, um, yeah. and he wouldn't, he wouldn't uh, be uh, at risk of being hurt or attacked by Grogu. Um, so I think it was kind of a two, two, uh, accomplish two things. A, he just enjoyed watching it, and B, he would feel more safe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and it was cool to see Grogu in those cute little. Handcuffs. handcuffs yeah <laughs> i was like i turned to my son i'm like so do they have like a, just like a big closet of various size <laughs> yeah. handcuffs yeah okay we got the wookie ones <laughs> got the human ones yeah. the jawa pretty sure i mean like i'm pretty sure those were like thumb cuffs or something <laughs> yeah like uh, isn't that convenient that they got handcuffs to fit a little baby yeah how often are they threatened by little babies that they (laughs) that they need to have a supply of baby handcuffs yeah (laughs) i wonder if they prevent him from using the force too yeah if he has handcuffs on it doesn't matter right yeah in theory yeah shackle him shackle Mm. like shackle that little thing maybe it's like a bark collar (laughs) <laughs> they push the button it shocks him use the force it, yeah. yeah gives you a little shock he's using it again push the button yeah yeah so I thought that was funny I'm like well isn't that convenient mm-hmm. well I'm wondering I'm curious now that you brought that up Blake where does Grogu go from here story wise um, I think next season is uh, Din Djarin returning to Mandalorian and taking power becoming the leader or at least being involved in that that process. So I think it's going to center a lot on him and his journey, but where does that leave Grogu? I thought with spoiler alert, it's been a couple of years, but with him ended up going where he goes to train at the end and what we see in book of Boba Fett, like he would start to separate from the Mandalorian story yeah. and do his own journey with Luke training and learning the force and all that stuff. But that didn't happen. At the end of the series, they end up back together. So yeah. Like, yeah. at some point, we need to see Grogu 
become who he is going to be. Yeah. Unless they're going to do a whole new series, like say Mandalorian season three is the last one. And then it's like Grogu, a Star Wars story or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't foresee that happening. And I was a little disappointed how they just kind of, they, that whole portion in the book of Boba Fett where they kind of break away from the main story and go and show what happens there. And mm-hmm. it was just like one or two episodes that it was like, we've got this big build up and like all these episodes leading up to where they finally get him to where he's at. And mm-hmm. then it's like, and one, and like, it takes a whole season basically for him to get there. And then one episode for him to be like, eh, I'm going back. <laughs> yeah. Not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was just the same. I was disappointed in that. Yeah, like, how that yeah, turned that, out. That was kind of, it was quick. Yeah. Lame. Yeah. Maybe they build on it and you, know, you were like, Oh, that's cool. That it makes sense. I don't know. But for now, yeah, yeah it's like, why did they do that? Yeah. So, um, spoiler alert. Yeah. Sorry guys. <laughs> if you haven't seen by now, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> When is season three supposed to come out? In March? Yeah, they haven't really February. said just like early 2023. Gotcha. From what I remember. But I would say, yeah, February, March is when I would look for it. Because, well, they like to stagger their shows, right? So they're not two or three series going on at the same time. And this uh, uh, Andor has, I think, four episodes more it's another month or so then there'll be the christmas break and then bad batch starts january 4th and that's about 12 episodes and so after that is when we're going to see mandalorian so it could be march april before we see it hmm. i'm looking to see if there's anything in here but yeah just the way they've historically you know staggered their star wars shows mm-hmm. so there's one going on at one time and then it ends and then the next big one starts after that. So this says it's scheduled to premiere premiere February 22nd. Oh, okay. And that a fourth season is in development. Oh, nice. According to Wiki. Wikipedia? Yeah, Wikipedia. Wiki or Wiki? Wikipedia. Oh, that's not the official not Star Wiki. Wars no. source. Yep. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> yep, just had to put that out there. Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, that'd be cool. Um they're playing the long game because it takes like two years to make one season, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I'm 60 years old, I'll finally get a resolution. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. Well, what do you think, Nathan, as far as like if you were to rate this season? I give it a nine. What this you season, you know. Or the, sorry, this episode. Well, this episode, yeah, I'd probably give it a, a seven or eight. The thing with me is, is like you kind of. If you'd asked me right after we watched it, I would have said oh, 10 out of 10, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, whenever I rewatch things, I always kind of like pick it, apart. pick it apart more because I good. analyze it. When I first watch something, I just, I just enjoy the ride. Yeah. And you know, this whole series and season, I've really liked it. But now that we're doing a rewatch and analyzing them, yeah, it's, it's easy to pick stuff up and kind of like maybe downgrade it but but at the end of the day i to me it doesn't hurt my experience i still enjoy them so yeah yeah that's a good point i think if it would for me it's all boba fett 
seeing him in action for the yeah. first time and all yeah. that. If it would have been some other random bounty hunter, I'd be like, eh, seven, six, maybe. Yeah. Not as good. But since it's the name, Boba Fett and Tamura Morrison back, yeah, that's what bumps it up for me. Yeah. So, what about for you, Blake? Yeah, yeah, the same thing. You know, maybe an eight or something. Uh, seeing Boba Fett again and seeing him in action, right. like like we talked about, was was super cool. And it, 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 again, it, like you say, Nate, when when I watched it the first time, I was like, oh man, what's next? <laughs> yeah, this is going to be cool. This is this is just the start of all this. And then um, I don't know if the first time I saw it, if we knew that they were doing the book of Boba Fett or not. No. I can't remember no. if that was announced or we didn't. So. So yeah, just kind of seeing that and, and and being excited about seeing more of this kind of mis- like mysterious, cool character from the past. That that was pretty pretty exciting. I liked it. Yeah, 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 yeah cool. So overall, we liked it. Good ep- good episode for this season for the series. Uh, next up, chapter fourteen. Oh yeah, one more thing. This episode is called the tragedy. I was guess there? him getting kidnapped. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think it was the Razor Crest getting Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I would buy that more over Grogu getting yeah. kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> That's more tragic. I think it was listening to him make three or four more deals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll do this if you'll help me. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll help you if you help me do this. All right. Well, I'll help you if you do me help me do this. Oh, okay. Sure. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I keep waiting for somebody to just offer him a case of natural light. You know, <laughs> do this for some blue milk, they. death sticks, maybe. There you go. Yeah, I did like uh, Boba Fett's. Like, this is no spice dream. I'm <laughs> seeing what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boba Fett uh, relating back to his younger years when he yeah. was like uh, riding the spice uh, train, spice head. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, experimenting in his adolescence, little, yeah. you know, here and there, seeing, checking things out. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. So, yeah. So, next up, chapter 14. What is chapter 14 called? Should have done my research. Why don't you look that up? Me? Yeah. Okay, I'll look it up. You can probably do it a lot faster than I can on my phone. All right, chapter, oh, this is actually chapter 14, my bad. 14, the tragedy. Next up is chapter 15, the believer. The believer. So, isn't there a song about that? There's gotta be. I'm a believer yep. from the monkeys. The believer, and then, and then the rescue, mm-hmm. and that's it. Right? Yep. Two more episodes ago. Wow. So we'll get into it next time with the Believer and uh, see what happens. If they can figure out where Grogu is, get him back. What's going on? Now, this episode was directed by, it looks like, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. And this is kind of his introduction to, hey, he's the Boba Fett guy. Let's get him on, get him Mm -hmm. his own series. And doesn't he end up getting a lot more in in some of the future well, he was the showrunner, I believe, or one of them for the book of Boba Fett, and he directed some episodes there. Gotcha. So, yeah. Uh, but the Believer, again, side quest <laughs> yeah. for that one, uh, which was in, it was fun. It's a fun show, but and there's a, a reason for the side quest. It's not just 
some random thing, but uh, it's pretty pretty entertaining. I liked it. So yeah, stay I tuned mean, for that one. Um, yeah. yeah, that that's that's a good episode. It's a lot of action, mm-hmm. a lot of character dynamic, a lot of talking. You get to see a lot of things, different it, um, different planets, different sites. It, I like it. It does extend my confusion about technology in the Star Wars universe. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. There's just that one terminal. Anyway, yeah. we'll talk about it. Yeah, maybe we'll get to see Mandalorian's face, maybe? I don't Who know. knows? Well, Could no, be anything. Maybe, yeah. maybe you never yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, it's like someone needs to tell them about Wi-Fi, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, back in like 91 when you had to go to the library to use their one computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had an old CRT monitor. and Yeah. There was a line you had to sign up. <laughs> to get on yeah get we can we can travel faster than light but we can't seem to be able to network our computers yeah <laughs> kind of have to like yeah uh, yeah whatever <laughs> good stuff uh but yeah thanks guys for joining us here on the credible nerds podcast it was as we reviewed chapter 14 of the tragedy and uh subscribe to our channel you know like this video Comment on the video helps us out. It doesn't cost you anything to support us that way. Uh, let us know what you think. If you had any thoughts about seeing Boba Fett back on the screen again for live action, and if he was too overpowered, was he just right, or were you expecting more from Boba Fett? So let us know what you think and of this episode, and we'll engage with you that way. Definitely follow us on our social media stuff. Just do a search for Credible Nerds on your favorite platform and we'll be there. Follow us there. And uh, thanks for, for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next time. May the force be with you.